And hello, everybody. Dewar, I got you up front on this one. How's it going? Yeah, front and center doing well. It's Friday. It's two weeks into October, and we are incredibly warm, and none of the fluffy white stuff quite yet, so big fan. That's got to be a new record. Yeah, from now on, all I'm going to be talking about is weather, because it's mm-hmm. either going to be beautiful or miserable. No mm-hmm. between. It's still pretty warm here as well. I want I want it to kick in a little a little cooler. I think we're supposed to get some 70s next week, so I'm pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess we need to tell the people all our plugs though, right off the top, huh? So we're live on YouTube every Friday, six Central. You that are here know the deal. We're also available as a podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to give us that subscribe, rate, and review. And this week I created a Discord, so you can go join the Cleaner Cord over on the Discord. I don't, I don't think I put the link in bio, but it'll be there for the podcast platform. Mm-hmm. Follow me on a Instagram. Unique, a unique platform that those the uh, that love to venture in the uh, the depths of the internet. That's right. You can find it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can you go check out the Cleaner Stash website. It's an affiliate website. Promo with the Cleaner Ten help us out there. And in the car supplies warehouse use promo Jamie Ten. Save you a little chunk of change and support the podcast and the channel in general. Mm-hmm. Dear, where's your plugs? My plugs <laughs> for the Canadians out there. Yeah, for the Canadians, yep. Yeah. TOC Supplies. They just cracked a thousand followers on Instagram. So congratulations to them. Woo! Uh, yeah, T-O-T. they have a bunch of stuff and like new stuff every single day. My Instagram mm-hmm. handle will save you 10% there for those Canadians or Americans that want to buy there for whatever reason. I'm sure they ship all over, but uh, no, Owen and Josh and the team there are top notch. So that's all I got. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yep. it's it's t-shirt weather. I think our guest won a t-shirt from a couple yep. episodes back, glove box one. So uh, what do you say we bring one in? Yeah, we need to do another giveaway. I think we need to motivate people to give us some subscribe rates and reviews. So I'm going to get something cooking, cooking for the people. Very cool. Drop us those good reviews. I think we need to come up with you like a little segment up top. (laughs) Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, let's get to our guest. Let's get him on. He's the man with the plan. He's Dustin Gar with the detail spot. He's got a podcast, a YouTube channel. Everybody, it's Mr. Dustin Gar. How's it going, buddy? Yo, what's up, guys? What Hello. is happy to have you on? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. I'm super excited. That's right. That's right. You got a nice setup there. Got the good camera. Got the good backlight. You are just professional podcaster. I'm glad to have you on the show this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually kind of nervous, man. This is my first like podcast outside of my own. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta uh, get you on. Get you to drop some good stuff. Uh, yeah, so what kind of I need to, you need to give us some tips on some microphones and some cameras and some good lighting <laughs> situation. We got the virtual backgrounds going, so yeah. we'll have to get some tips for you. He's got uh, he's got the bokeh going on, the depth of field, mm-hmm. that delicious yep. smooth smoothness. Dude, yep. it, that's this is all brand new. I uh, or not it's not brand new, but brand new to me. I have um I've been trying to figure this thing out for like a hot minute. I went from like a webcam and uh, just finally figured out like the technology that I needed to actually use my camera. So mm-hmm. um, you guys are seeing the the new stage of it, I guess. 
It's looking good. It's looking yeah. very professional, very it. nice, very crispy. Yeah, nice <laughs> very image. It goes a long way. Daryl saying he loves the hat. Tell us about the detail community. Yeah, man. So um, essentially, it's just a community full of detailers that are just really looking to like level up their business. And, um, you know, it includes resources on SEO, ranking online, um, marketing when it comes to social media, email marketing, pretty much anything that a detailer needs to learn when it comes to leveling up their business and uh, just all in one place. Just kind of like a library for detailers to come view it anytime they need it. Okay, where can we find that at? You can go to thedetailcommunity.com uh, forward slash join. Okay, I'll get that in the podcast notes for sure, and I'll link it in the description after the show. But yeah, yeah, I'm just so taking a look, look at, at it now. It's uh, pretty neat. I uh, I think that's see here. It's a good it's a good resource for for aspiring detailers, and you know, even detailers that have already been in in the game for a long time. You know, it's always be educating yourself, always be learning. And I think it's something that um, the more you network with everyone, the, the, the better you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, let me try and pull this up real quick. The big thing with me was like, you know, whenever I first started, it was like, I didn't do things right by no means. Like I, um, it was, it was very um, like, bah. my brand wasn't good. I didn't know how to market. Like, honestly, there we go. If anybody knows me, I kind of like I actually quit detailing because I wasn't really getting business. And this was kind of something like as I started figuring things out, I was like, man, I want to put this in a place and not make it, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars. I wanted to make it right. to where detailers can afford it and actually get the knowledge that they need. So exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, starting a business, taking it from, a, you know, the DIY to the weekend gig, going full time and really getting after it. Uh, it's it's a hard step. So having mm -hmm. someone to kind of guide you and give you the, the hot tips goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. What else we got going on here? Yeah, I do love the uh, kind of pink and teal look. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a good mm -hmm. complementing color palette. I yeah, I, lo I love the 90s. Like, I love 90s yeah. uh, color scheme, so that's kind of what I went with. Very nice. What kind of classes we got here? Explore classes. What's the next one? Is it like scheduled or can you kind of take one at any no, time? No, so technically all of these, like, you know, it says a value of each one of these, but there's over like 50 plus classes inside. But like, these are just some that you, you know, kind of get a sneak peek of. Like when you join though, it's only $37 a month. So like, but you get mm. all of these classes plus like 40 something more. So just kind of like a sneak peek of what's inside. Mm-hmm. Very Boom, cool. there you go. Yeah, go check out that. The detailing community looks like a heck of a deal. If Definitely if you're in the early stages of your detailing business or interested in going full deep dive into the detailing world. So, Mr. Uh, Guard, let's take a step back, learn okay. Dustin's detailing origins. So let's take, take us back to the beginning of getting into detailing and uh, getting us down that road. Yeah, man. Um, so I was in high school. I had a buddy. Um and I was probably like 14, I was probably 15 by this time, 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a buddy and he worked at a detail shop and it was like, I'm talking like, it's like a hole in the wall type place, but kind of a cool vibe too. Like it was on the square, like I kind of lived in like a small town vibe, but it was like in the middle of the their square. So um, you got to see kind of like traffic passing by all the time, but just a detailer who, you know, 
had a employees, me and my buddy, he got me the job there. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I was making minimum wage pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. and, but he allowed me to work as many hours as I wanted, which to me was really cool. And it kind of did something to me was I saw that like, when it came to like money, I was like, okay, cool. I can work till 10 o'clock at night and he's going to allow me to. So I would yeah. work as many hours as, as I could for seven something dollars an hour. And, um, <laughs> so he, working there kind of taught me like a work ethic and like loved my boss. Super cool. Taught me a lot. He what didn't really like if you were to see his methods, like I mean, it's a guy that was using Don dish soap. Like that's kind of the right, how I started, you know. Um, yeah. but he did teach me how to use a rotary. Looking back, it wasn't the right way to use it, but he did put it in <laughs> hands and kind of show me how. Put, yeah, it's, put it in your hands. So. <laughs> it's a way to use it, not right, but it's a way. Yeah, right. it's it's yeah. you know, I mean, we were we were waxing like with with a rotary, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it just like looking back, it's funny to see like, you know, that what I thought was the right way. And that was 50, 75 dollar details. What we were mm -hmm. doing for four or five hours. There's no way the guy was probably yeah. making any money. But mm -hmm. what it did was it taught me a work ethic. And I loved my boss for that at the time. Oh, he eventually sure. actually went to jail. Um for a little bit. I mean, nothing, you know, crazy, but, um, <laughs> yeah. so he went to jail and I was like, man, like, I kind of like this detailing thing. So I, you know, I had a, like a 95 or 96 Toyota Camry at the time. And I had like a big, like, you know, those big, um, shop backs, like the big round ones. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like I would throw that in the trunk and I throw like my water hose in the trunk and like, you know, a bucket, just everything that I thought I needed based on what I learned from him. And, uh, and I was kind of detailing people's cars for in high school, you know, no overhead. And obviously I didn't yeah. have insurance or anything like that, like an actual business should be ran. But I was I was hustling as a high schooler and um, and, you know, doing 40, 50 dollar details as well. And uh, mm -hmm. and like after I graduated, um, I did that for a while, made good enough money for a high school kid. And uh, after I graduated, I went to the Navy and um did four years in the Navy, kind of started detailing part-time. That's kind of where that hunger for it kind of came. Cause like I was detailing some of my officers and like some of my higher ups. And, um, so I would detail for them and detail some of the, like my work center. And then I, I, I got out and was like, man, what am I going to do? So I pretty much resorted to detailing and that's when I, I started my own business. And that first year of being my own business, I did not know what I was doing. It was technically a business, but um, mm -hmm. you know, a year after that, I really started putting my nose down and diving into things that like I needed to do. And fast forward to today, I'm, um, you know, my business has kind of got to a point to where I can kind of step away from it a little bit and, uh, let it run and kind of trust the guys who are doing it. Yep. So yeah, you fell back to what you knew, what you, yeah. I already had a muscle memory for pulled out that old Dewalt. <laughs> went to town tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh that's like going to the gym and work all at the same time because <laughs> right. not like it is dude. And, yeah, and in the beginning, like when you're first learning that thing, it's definitely a workout because you know you're not tilting it to the side, you're letting that thing walk you around the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh man, I'm still recovering over here from my two week sickness I've had, so excuse me. Might go oh, muted man, I get that for this. sure. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been rough. We've had all kind of stuff. Uh, do you got any questions? Oh, I think it's, you know, that's kind of a, a regs to riches kind of story. I mean, it's cutting your teeth with stuff and, 
you know, like a lot of detailers out there, even though we may look at it as the quote unquote wrong way. I mean, that's what works for them. And that's what pleases that demographic. And, you know, there's an upper echelon of people, but again, just starting out and then just again, networking with the people, which I think is kind of tied into, to what you're doing now, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And again, you start out with, you know, doing family and friends stuff in your case, you know, same deal. And uh, yeah, it's look where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. not for sure. And like what you said about like the demographic, like what he was charging was that. Yeah. I mean, that those people were thrilled with the result that he gave. Oh, like, yeah, you know, with us, like we, you guys know what products to use. You guys know that it even comes down to the microfiber sometimes. But like with his demographic, like those clients didn't care, and they were thrilled with paying what they were paying, and you know, mm-hmm. and the type of result probably you know equaled that. But they were mm-hmm. everybody was happy, so. Oh yeah, we still got a couple of them shops around here for sure, and people, you know, people <laughs> love them. They're always jam packed, you know. Getting yeah. the quick buff and the, you know, just quick wash and wax. And they're happy using, using a shop room to clean the hood. Yeah, that was leading us into the detailing business, the business of detailing. So, mm-hmm. bet you had a couple of, uh, you know, stumbles before you've kind of figured it out. So, kind of walk us through those early days of your own business. And kind of those downfalls and pitfalls you fell into and how you recovered. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, 2016 was really when I started. I got out of the Navy instantly, you know, got all the equipment, supplies, anything that I needed to um, run my business. And, uh, you know, that first year and just like a lot of detailers, it's like they start it. You may have that momentum at first just because friends and family eventually they die out. And like, you know, now you got to actually get clients that never heard of you. Um, so that first year, man, it was kind of rough. Um, I eventually actually quit because I wasn't really getting any business. Um, I didn't really know how to be my own boss either. So like it comes with that, uh, that discipline saying, Hey, you know, if I don't have clients, I need to work on things that are going to get me clients. So a lot of times I was just kind of sitting on the couch and not doing what I really needed to be learning or doing. And, um, so I actually quit and worked for a job called Fastenal, which is like a, like a part Mm -hmm. store. I was like, man, I'm, I'm just going to try to get into like a career type thing and, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, work for yeah. somebody. And I did that for about three months. But then like I kind of had this like hate towards myself I was like, man, I like I, I want to be my own boss. I get I feel like I failed and didn't give it my all. And so I ended up quitting that and then just going all back in on my business. I rebranded, renamed it. And um, later, like 2017 to, through 2018, I actually got into a shop and then 2000 end of 2018, I got into a bigger shop and then started having to like get into that struggle of like employees. So like, Mm -hmm. and that, and that's one that I would honestly tell anybody, like, I can't help you fully when it comes to who to hire, how to hire or Mm -hmm. how to get the right employee. Cause I think a lot of it is luck. What stumbles across when you need it, you kind of, you kind of take it. Um, cause if you need a helping hand at the point of what your business is at, you're going to take whatever you can get. So like, I got a lot of really bad employees. So um, that that really set me back, honestly. So like employees can either put you so far forward when it comes mm-hmm. to scalability or they can just really handicap you. And, and I kind of got handicapped for a little bit. Um, I got a couple couple really bad ones and uh, kind of gave me like a learning curve of what, what I was looking for based on kind of the direction I wanted my business, which was I wanted to be more high end. Like I had, mm-hmm. I had now had the big facility, like I could grow into. 
Um, so I needed employees to fill that, to push out the type of work that I felt like my brand, um, attracted. So, um, and I stumbled across some, um, but I think like the big, like the downside or like, I guess my struggles would have been employees would have been, you know, finding guys. And like later I kind of figured that out of saying like, you know, there were things that I wasn't doing right. You know, when mm -hmm. it came to, you know, when an was in, you want to have all of your, your, your foundation set, what they're coming into, you kind of want, um, them to be like, this is a company I want to grow with, you know? Mm -hmm. So there were things that I did wrong, things I did right. Um, but I think when it came to like my biggest struggles, those two would be it yeah. beginning stage, just not do, just not doing what I, you know, being disciplined because being your own boss is, it is hard. It is hard to wake up and say, Hey, I'm going to work from nine to five consistently and know what to work on and what you need to learn. And then for two, I think it would be uh, employees. That was my two biggest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Employees is a whole, whole different beast there. Cause you're mostly getting people who, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go wash this car, you know, for get some easy money and do it, you know, yeah. half a, <laughs> yeah. half wrong. get the yeah, wall run across it, get the Don just so, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, mostly what you're looking at when employees are coming to, apply for a job at the local detail shop. So yeah. Really and that, hunting down like, the good like what you said, I think that's a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing is like, it's hard to differentiate when it comes to this industry sometimes of like what me, what we're looking for is we're looking to produce quality, but a lot of guys look at it as, Hey, it's a hard line between like a car wash and a detail. Like, yep. and, and sometimes the employees coming into this don't know that difference. And so you almost have to teach them before you actually get to the point you want them to be at. Mm -hmm. Have you ever encountered maybe like the opposite end of the scale where someone's maybe chasing perfection on like the lower end, like package or spend <laughs> too much time? You know, oh man. Yeah. hundred percent. I actually have one guy in mind. Like this guy was one that, he was probably, he wasn't my best employee I've ever had, but he was one that I, I truly had like this weird, um, I saw a lot from him in the future. Like I saw what he could be and what my business could be based on if he were to get to that point. He came from a dealership, which a lot of times like dealership work is, it's really shoddy. Like it can yeah, be yeah. Um, how they're taught. It could be wrong. Um, but he was very tedious, but too tedious. So like, there's a point where this, if you're not charging 10, 10 grand for a detail, like sometimes there are things that you have to scrub and move on from. Like, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, hey, that's not coming out. It could come out, but are they paying for it? You know, so he didn't understand as much of like the common sense of the business side of like, hey, you know, th this, this detail right here, I can only have you on it for four hours. If you go past that into now you're starting to get into like we're starting to get into the red zone and if you yeah, do exactly. too many red zone details i guess you could say <laughs> then um you know it's then you're you're then you are not providing the value you know what i'm saying you know how to detail i think your details are phenomenal mm -hmm. but there's a point to where maybe they're too good and maybe you're spending way too much time on certain areas to where it's, it's time to move on, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, there are guys that charge 10 grand for details, but they're polishing mm -hmm. the undercarriage and they're, you yeah. know, going that far in depth. Mm -hmm. That's not your average. That's not your typical. So it's hard to find a guy and say, Hey, it's time to move on, man. Like, you know, if you're, if you're polishing a car, like 
you know, my thing is, is like, I, we sell a lot of enhancement packages. So like oh, yeah. 60%, I promise the client because I've never seen a, a, you know, the products that we use and the, and the pad combo that we use, I can guarantee 60% on almost every vehicle. You know, there are obviously yeah. are, there are those ones that are just butchered, but like <laughs> most cars, I can promise 60%. And sometimes they reach all the way to a hundred percent, you know, just by one stage of polishing. But mm. there's a point to where I would have to tell them like, Hey man, when you're doing an enhancement, it's two hours yeah, max. Yeah. Like you can't, yeah. you can't go past that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's quite the struggle because he's almost your best employee, but you're like, come on, man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's get around yeah, this the, car. And kind of with the dealership yeah. stuff too. I mean, obviously they're more volume over uh, quality, and mm-hmm. you know, again, if you're if you're working for someone else that's kind of in that more volume oriented mindset, you know, you kind of have to put your managing expectations with the customer aside and stick to your, you know, typical, here's your list of uh, things, almost like a menu board and say, Hey, this is what you're going to get. And that's it. We're not going to go over and above. Um, whereas, you know, if you have kind of a, a detail shop and, you know, or a few people working there and you have a clear cut expectations with the customer, you know, and, you know, you can go a little bit above and beyond, but still manage it. And, you know, even just myself as an enthusiast, it's it's hard for me not to go over and above for everybody. You know, mm. it's like oh, I can I can knock out that scratch, or hey, I can you know do this and just do a little bit extra. But also, it's my time is money as well, just as an enthusiast. And you know, you it's it's hard not to. But once you kind of put your foot down with it, it it makes it a lot easier in the future. You know, mm-hmm. it's um it's something that, and I'm sure both you guys have encountered. You know, and it's it's easy now to say hey you know this is what we're going to get and if you want me to do this it'll be this little bit extra and mm-hmm. you know people people have money to spend out there and as long as you talk to them they're more than willing to to drop that out so yeah <laughs> yeah that's 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 a perfect like that's a perfect way to explain it actually it's like you know there are times to where like we would over deliver. Like there, yeah. there's times to where it's right. like, Hey, I got two hours extra. Like I want to make sure this client, cause I mean, honestly, you're trying to make sure every client that comes in your door is a returning client and they go to tell five other people. Like that's the impression that you want to make on every client that comes through. Obviously not every client is going to be just that ideal, but that's your goal on how you want to, you know, make that impression. But like, you know, it's, so if we have two extra hours on a detail that, you know, a gap, if we finish early, I would tell him like, Hey man, you know, you want to go ahead and cause he, he truly had a pride for it. And it was like, Hey, if you want to go ahead and, um, you know, go further in depth on some of those panels that you knew you could have got better then go ahead yeah. and go at it, you know, but it, what sucks though, is I think I've been in the, in the predicament of like being too close on scheduling, you know, like when you have a packed mm-hmm. schedule on a con- regular basis, you almost have to be so precise, just so, yep. you know, Hey, this is, this has to be done at this time because the next one's rolling in, it's coming through those doors or you're mm-hmm. showing up at their location, you know, at this time. And it has to be that way because punctuality is, is a big part of the game as well oh, when it comes sure. to professionalism. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in that situation of just biting my nails way too many times that it's mm-hmm. like, we got to let certain things go and just know when to move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So getting further into your career, when was it time for you to maybe step back from less detailing and more shop owner? Walk us through that. Yeah. So like, honestly, it, it kind of started with the detail community because like, I kind of had this vision of doing this. I was like, man, there's nothing really out there. That's just 
teaching without like getting ripped off. If, if you, you could say that, like there's mm-hmm. nothing out there to where like new detailers and like detailers who need the help don't have the money to be able to afford like, you know, right. this $500,000 course or whatever. So like, and that's sort of the kind of the idea of 500 up. Yeah. It's like, you know, so the, it kind of started with two or three years ago. I was like, man, I really, this is what I want to pursue my time with. So like I scaled my business actually down, like, you know, kind of sacrificed what we were doing so that I could step myself away completely. And um, so probably two years ago, I started pursuing the podcast and really pushing towards this. Um, the podcast has actually been a, only been up for about a year, but um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of the leading up to it. So about two years ago, I kind of wanted to say, Hey, step away. And I uh, kind of got to a point to where it, I was able to do that, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a pretty big move. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you actually move states. <laughs> like, um, my oh, business wow. is in Tennessee, and wow, and, uh, yeah, I, I, moved, I moved completely out. That's of commitment right there. Well, there's no yeah. way you can like. <laughs> and, and what what it, what happened though is, is like I was so, I was I was the type of person. I know a lot of people feel this way too. Like when it comes to reviews, like you you hold your business's reputation like you know so dearly because you are the one. Yeah. You know, I was the office manager. I was the one actually detailing a section mm-hmm. of the, you know, workload as well. And reviews were like near and dear to my heart. So like if I got a one star, I was doing everything in my power to turn that one star into a five star. Sure. And, and it, sometimes that meant a refund, you know, and like there, yeah. I probably wouldn't do that now. And that's kind of what I'm leading to is saying like, I, I hated that stress. And that was the mm-hmm. part of detailing that I wanted to step away from. I wanted to get my business to a point to where, I could literally not have to deal with that part of it. I started to lose the passion for it. I started to mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of resent it a little bit, like kind of resent mm-hmm. myself for like choosing this to do and spend that many years trying to grow. So I was like, you know, we, we all get the opportunity to kind of pivot where we want to. We, we get to build it to a point to where you, it'll do whatever you want it to do. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted it to do was to, to be able to still – you know, I'd already put this time into it, but I wanted to have a business that was like, okay, if I get a bad review, we're going to learn from it instead mm-hmm. of it just absolutely tearing my soul apart. And, um, so now being able to move States away, that's what it did for me. And I kind of wanted it to be that way so that it wasn't like I'm here. I'm so hands-on that I take way too much pride in it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally understand that kind of reshifting your focus too detail spot podcast and the detail community you've built here. So I think you've made, you know, the right move, you know, started to get burnout. So let's shift focus. Let's stay in the detailing, you know, world. You have a lot to offer. So walk us through starting up the detail spot podcast and what that's all about. Yeah, man, it was kind of shot in the dark just because like, I, like, you know, I, um, did not know anything about like podcasting. I, this is my first podcast. So I was super nervous to even be on another one. That's not my own. Cause sometimes we're laid back here. Do what? Yeah. Yeah. We're laid back here. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's a lot easier, like asking the questions versus answering them, you know? So like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it was that like, and like I said, two years ago was the idea of it. It could have been even three years ago that I actually started my Instagram to do this. Um, my biggest problem was I never really got on camera. Like I never really 
put myself out there. So really I didn't get started until this past year. And it was just an idea of something that like, uh, like I know I want to do it. And, you know, so it was getting past that fear. I knew what I had to put out Mm -hmm. was the right things to do just because I had tried the wrong things and I can kind of steer someone on not doing those. And one thing that I really wanted to do with this was not necessarily be like, the spotlight of saying, here's what to do, what not to do, because there are businesses 10 times bigger than what I've ever built. And, you know, there are guys that are a hundred times smarter than I am in this game. Like, you know, so that's why I wanted to do a podcast so that it could bring on guys, not just me talking all the time, but also bring on guys that are, you know, maybe better subject matter experts in certain fields. And that's also with like the detail community. It's, it's not just me. It's not like a mentor thing it's Mm -hmm. like a thing we all come together and saying hey this works this doesn't like there may be classes that i do talk about but it's it's more so like i wanted to bring together something to where like other guys could come on and spread their wealth as well you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep do you got anything yeah i think just having that community is is wonderful and i think just the more valuable resources that are out there the better you know and people can kind of make their own decisions but if they you know subscribe to a couple of different things or you know whether they're going the paid route or the free route and they can kind of pick up on patterns and realize okay you know this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and you know they can choose to learn with that and then they can also share it with whoever and hopefully get more people on and i mean detailing's fun no matter who you are you know a lot of people get their kids involved, you know, they get their friends involved and, you know, you don't have to make it a a stressful experience. It can be therapeutic and relaxing to some, you know, if it's not a job and, you know, trying to pay the bills and whatnot, but, you know, even just someone who's not making a living from it, I think any type of education is is paramount. Yeah. And I think like when it can't, like when it comes to the passion of it, and I told you, like I got burnt out on having to, you know, when it comes to growing a business, you get, you get areas to where like, you lose the spark that initially got you into this trade. And that's kind of what I wanted to put out was saying, Hey, like, let me show you things that like, you know, cause oftentimes we try things like when you own a business, you start trying these things and like you start, those things take three months for them to work. And then you figure out those, what the things you should have tried or shouldn't <laughs> have been the things that you implemented. And just that hamster wheel gets you so burnt and mm-hmm. like, that's kind of the point of this was me saying, yeah, I, I point of where like I slowly kind of lost like a passion, a part of the passion of it, but you don't have to, like, you don't, you don't have to lose the passion. Like you can, if you knew the right things to do, things will work for you. And when they work for you instantly and they, you know, you see things not mm-hmm. instantly cause nothing really works instantly, but um, you know, you, you just know what to do and what your next step is instead of having to figure it out on your own. It kind of lets you keep that passion because I do love detailing. I love like, mm-hmm. it is a, it is truly a therapeutic thing. Like, and that's to someone else, it'd be like, you're just cleaning a car, but like, there's just another level to it that just makes it that much. And like, it makes it so enjoyable when you can transform a vehicle to a level that the, the regular eye, like the average eye doesn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you were saying, you know, there's guys that may have more successful business than you. They may have the multi-million dollar, no car collections, this and that. Mm-hmm. Those guys, you know, they want to hold it all in. They don't want no one to know this. <laughs> this and that. They don't want yeah. to start a podcast. So 
we greatly appreciate you, you know, mm-hmm. starting an educational podcast like you've done and building this community. And I think it's been a uh, super successful and I can't wait to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. So chat, start hitting us up with the Q and a, and we'll get this portion going. We got a bunch of people in here for a for Friday night. So I'm sure y'all got a bunch yes. of questions for Mr. Dustin guard. Yeah. I'm checking out the discord here quick and there's a couple of gifts and whatnot, but, um, yep, yep. discord, yep. clean your cord. <laughs> Dustin, when are you going to start up a Discord? <laughs> As I was saying, man, I've been on – that's one platform that I've I've like tried to like um, – through other other Discords, I'm like looking at it in, in freaking awe sometimes, like not try, yeah. can't figure it out type thing. But, um, yeah, I need to join yours, man. Like hopefully yours will help me figure it out. There you go. <laughs> Just come join the I didn't realize. Forward. I didn't realize you could actually like link your chat through it too. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Link the, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from Larry Singleton. He says, I hope to join a detailing company after retirement, hoping to get like 20 to 25 hours a week. I'll be a skilled detailer by then. Any thoughts there? So kind of late in the game for Mr. Singleton, but he's looking to do some side gig work. Hey, never join too late, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, never yeah. too late. Yeah, I... I would guess I would say like, you know, if you want to work for somebody or like if you want to take, you know, and work 20 to 25 hours for somebody, then you would just go there and tell them the type of value that you would bring them. If you want to do it on your own, you know, just focus on just instead of mass, like if you're only going to do it 20 to 25 hours. And this is kind of what I would say to anybody that's doing it part time. If you're doing it part time and you have a full time job or a retirement check coming in to kind of fulfill your your income, that's the best way because or not the best way, because sometimes I do say go all in and and go big or go home. But having that having not having to rely on it as it being a, you know, a Azure income that pays your bills and, and puts a roof over everybody's head. Mm-hmm. That's e- that's the best way in a way because you can now be so selective on who you're, you're trying to get in to use your services. So I would say just be really selective on who you want to detail for. Really figure out like, do you want to be yep. mass quantity? Do you want to do like, because if you if you're cool with detailing everybody and sometimes dealing with not so enjoyable people and not so enjoyable vehicles, then, you know, you can do a lower tier price and and Mm -hmm. get those people in the door. But if you, if you're down for, and only going to work 20 to 25 hours, so it's kind of part-time, I would say really just, if your work is there and you, you're a skilled detailer, I would say, you know, price it kind of not high, but price it to a point to where it attracts people who really respect what you're doing. Yep. I'd say just do it, you know, a little home base setup. Enjoy your retirement. Why would you want to jump yeah, somewhere else? So, so I, th- I so think quickly, with the retire, yeah, just to kind of touch on that too. I think with yeah. with kind of picking out your clientele if you're retired, obviously you can be a bit more picky and choosy. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I know, um, you know, one of the things that that I actually heard from from Levi at the right company is like sometimes the best clients to have are you know, your stereotypical soccer moms of minivans because they're networking with all their friends and you can push out all kinds of vans and clean out chicken nuggets and glitter all day long. Um, Or even just in the opposite spectrum, you can, 
you know, if you're retired and have any friends with cars, even just going to talk to a car club, you know, like, hey, let me do your stuff and, you know, kind of get them involved. And, you know, again, with the pricing a little bit higher, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people are like, OK, well, it's it's my money that I if I was to be spending my money, you know, would I spend this much. But in the same token, you can flip it around. It's like, hey, you know, if you go out to dinner, that's probably mediocre at best. A hundred bucks is nothing. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, if you put a hundred bucks into a detail to make it look awesome, like I could get you pretty far. Mm-hmm. And, um, leave yeah, a lot more satisfied than a hundred dollar dinner. <laughs> if the old back's still in good shape after retirement, you know, you yeah. can your mom's knees. Yeah, we can get your hips, your back, everything. It's not, and, and honestly, probably. Yeah, we, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, honestly, we do, we do soccer moms vehicles as well. Like, yeah, you know, it's me time. saying, me, me saying higher tiered price. That could be someone's yeah. car that is dirty, but just saying, hey, I respect mm-hmm. the time that you're putting. And what you said about like the, um, you know, me personally, I've said this in a previous episode that I, I probably would never get my car detailed if, even if I didn't know how to detail it. Sometimes it's hard for me to say someone is really paying a thousand, fifteen hundred, eight hundred dollars for a coating. Like someone's really paying that because I wouldn't, you know. So it's really hard to get out of that. I think it's a mindset thing because obviously there are people out there that do pay it. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's hard sometimes to really grasp that you can charge, you know, something for something that you personally wouldn't pay for. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I started as an enthusiast too. You yeah. Know, it's like, oh, I yep. can, you know, I can do that. It seems relatively easy enough. And then like you, I got very carried away <laughs> with, you know, yep. products yep. and all that kind of stuff. But now it's, we have it, a podcast. Yeah. Now we have a podcast. <laughs> like it's been, it's been a super fun journey, but I mean, you know, the ones that just want to do it. I mean, obviously there's those that don't have the time or the resources <clears throat> to do so. And that's totally fine. And, um, you know, it's what makes people like you guys, uh, you know, the money, but yeah, it's, it's a fun thing to learn. If, even if you want to do it, even if you just want to do one a month or one a quarter, you know, who cares? Like just, have fun. Still, I mean, that's extra money. Like, you yeah. know, it's like you do one. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. It was like, if someone were to just want to do a very, very side gig, like in yeah. detail, one car a weekend, and if your prices are right or not even right, just whatever you, I mean, you get to name your price, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to make, whatever you think is worth it. You know, you want to charge 200 bucks or even a hundred bucks to detail a car on a weekend, man, that's extra 400 bucks a month, you know, or, or 600, 800, whatever it is. Like that's actually, it's a cool, an enthusiast can, can do it for an extra change as well. Like, you know, what is 800 bucks a month? That's, that's a cool car payment, you know, or whatever yeah. you want to spend it on. Very much so. Yep. Yeah, I did that for years. Just the weekend gig. Drop mm-hmm. it off on Friday. It'll be ready for you Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's see if we got any more questions. We got Mr. Ryan. Does Dustin, we're a product podcast, so I knew this question was going to come sooner or later. Have any favorite products or is focused more on the process? I was going to ask the same thing, but Ryan beat me to the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured that question would come up actually. Um, <laughs> I'll kind of go down the line actually of like products and, and brands like um, Glovebox. Obviously, I love their brand. I love the people behind them. Um, so if like, y- yes, sir. <laughs> actually, you were guys were talking about the shirt, man. I actually got my shirt uh, yesterday. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, shipping's I didn't get a the wash yet, so there, I but I think today. they're working on changing that. So. But. <laughs> 
but um so i got my sh- got my shirt but the next thing was oh favorite products um i would say a lot of times like i choose who i would prefer to purchase products based on the brand itself like mm-hmm. I, I want a strong just like we just like a customer were to choose us a lot yeah. of times I want to support it just as much as like yep. a customer would want to support us. So like there are brands that I just truly love in this industry. People are really passionate. Like there are, Oh yeah. Like oh, you, you have yeah. glove box, which like <laughs> if you are for like a monthly subscription box, like that's super cool, man. Like that, oh, that's the, for an enthusiast side of it. Like, yo, get a different product every month. Like, so definitely glove box. Um, but like, as far as like detailing chemicals, there's a lot of times where we buy in bulk. We have like this big snap on truck that comes through and it's like you buy 55 gallons of stuff sometimes. So like, um, but I would recommend like shine supply. I'm a huge shine supply uh, fan. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of their products are really good. Um, We use a product. I think it's called um, dressed up. It's, it's like a interior dressing. It's like a water-based interior dressing. Um, but Sean Supply has a lot of good chem- chemicals and polishes. But as far as polishes, um, I would say for like compounds, I love this product called Americana 1500. It's like a diminishing compound. So like starts mm-hmm. off super gritty um, and then actually can sometimes just absolutely like polish it out to where maybe you maybe do a quick pass after it. Sometimes mm-hmm. not depending on how hard or how soft the paint is. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that. I love this product called 3D One, not Uno, but 3D One. Very popular. Um, yeah, 3D One. Super good product. Like if, if for all around, whether hard or soft paint, 3D One is my, is our go to, and it's it works great for mobile as well. So like direct sunlight. Uh, we used to use Sonax Perfect Finish as our one stage mm-hmm. polish, um, but mm-hmm. it's super dusty. But also, it, it is a really good product as well. So if, if you have a shop, uh, Sonax Perfect Finish is really good. Um, those. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, when it comes to like coatings, um, I've kind of used a bunch of them. Um, yeah, I mean, co- coatings, I'm not even going to get into like the bias. Of, like, you know, <laughs> That's a that rabbit one, hole and a half. That one right there is a little nitty gritty sometimes, yeah. but I mean, just Did pick you, what were you, you like. Them. Was your shop certified by anybody or you not? Yeah, even I used to, we used out. to go through Ceramic Pro, but um, Ceramic Pro. yeah, and and I'll, I'll say this like without like trying to think of a way to like say it without yeah. like, you know, coatings, everybody's so biased when it comes to coatings. And I'm really mm-hmm. not. I just think like pick what you like and what you, what is easy, yeah. but also mm-hmm. last a while. Like it lasts, it, it's proven to last because I think coatings just kind of come down to like, Hey, what's your communication on, on mm-hmm. what did you tell that client beforehand? And that's what it's going to do or, or not <laughs> yeah. going to do, you know? So yeah. like, whether you're applying five layers, and that's what I will say about ceramic pros. I, I don't yeah. like multi-layer coatings. Bunch of layers. Layer. Yeah. So we, we kind of got out of that. And um, mm-hmm. but we, we did a solid one, two year run with Ceramic Pro. Nice. Nice. They were pretty profitable though, would yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just it it's really <clears throat> hard to train employees on how to install a nine H coating that is extremely mm-hmm. tacky. So yeah. it kind of gives you anxiety as the owner applying a coating yeah. that is you have to work two feet sections at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they miss they leave all them high spots. That's another job and a half to get all that off. 
Oh man, like that's yeah, it's, it's a mission, dude. And we had, we had I had one employee, the one I was telling you about, that's super tedious. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tried so hard on it, but I mean, we were using <laughs> like if you know like the wet towel method to kind of level it, and uh, mm-hmm. and and he was using that method as well, and like the temperature was just right, but I like the lighting was it was what we're all used to, but we had a black sure. charger, and, and it like. Dodge black is very like deep. It's yep. not like very, um, you see all high spots on a, on a Dodge black. Mm-hmm. Like we pulled it out, man. And it was like, there was like seven high spots, just like middle Oof. of the panel. So, um, mm-hmm. that was yeah. kind of the point I was like, man, we got to pivot off of this, this product. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a black Dodge and then you could like see where like you would do the squares. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> So I had to level out, you know, like the sections. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a weird black paint. It is, man. It is. Yeah. Kimberly comes in with a, do you think you need insurance? If you're just going to do the exterior wash, maybe a quick interior. I think she's thinking about doing, you know, the weekend deal. Weekend deal. No. I mean, someone is listening to this and be like, you have to have insurance. Like <laughs> you, insurance is up to your discretion so like this isn't yeah. like uh what is it like when someone's giving you like financial advice this isn't financial advice but like yes and no like yeah. no i've never i have had insurance since i've been open and we would do hundreds of cars a month at times and i've never had an insurance claim you know mm-hmm. so if that tells you anything but not to say that tomorrow morning there could be the first insurance claim i've ever had you know like it's one yeah. of those things it's just if you're part-time now, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't even stress it. Like with exterior washes, most of the time, if anything that they would say that you damage, make sure that you're taking pictures of the damage that uh, you see existing to that or like prior to that rather um, that should save you enough because worst case scenario, they try to get you for like a whole door to get repainted. <laughs> yeah. You, you would mm-hmm. still prefer to go out, out of pocket than to file that on insurance mm-hmm. claim. Yeah. Yeah. When you're just doing the weekend deal, you're mostly doing people you you know or at least is in that bubble anyway. So it's really not that big of a deal. And uh, yeah, you're not doing just, those uh, big, big jobs. You know, don't pull out the Dewalt. I'd suggest you know. <laughs> yeah, don't pull out the thirty pound rotary to uh, to put your your ninety nine cent dollar store wax on. But right, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, like you said, Jamie, too. Just if if it is friends and you know family that kind of thing. You know, you may personally know the history of the car, you know, if they've ever had a fender bender and had a bumper repainted or a door or whatever. Um, but even just, you know, it's a it's a quick conversation, you know, even when they drop the car off, you know, just walk around the car with them and just, you know, yeah. if you want to get nitty gritty, you can have a little, you know, there's like photo diagrams online where you can kind of check off like, hey, there's a ding here just so they they know kind of what's going on. And, you know, and even if you're if even if you're cleaning the car. Once you actually wash the car, it may, un, you know, reveal something that you never yeah, knew was there. Yeah, that happens a lot. You know, and yeah, and just like, you know, quick text or phone call or just, you know, mm-hmm. go over to them, whatever, and be like, hey, you know, did you know this was here? And then they'll be like, oh, I had no idea, you know, so. And I'm sorry, Eric. I am in your head. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Smurf chimes in, you know, uh, if it was higher end vehicles, you know, if you're up there in rickville at rad garage you know and you're getting all these Porsche 911s <laughs> and stuff yeah maybe you think Glorified about volkswagen beetles is what he's doing so yeah 
Yeah, and like I mean, honestly, and if you if you want to keep it, if you want to play it safe, you can get a million dollar garage keepers insurance for like fifty to hundred bucks a month. So like mm-hmm. insurance yeah, is so cheap as well. So it's like mm-hmm. one of those things is where if if you want to do this as a business, absolutely get it. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing it part time, that one's that one's completely up to you. If you can afford the fifty to a hundred dollars extra a month, get it for sure. Um, because even if you are doing a friends and family, honestly, some of the biggest complaints I've ever received were from friends and family. Oh. They almost expect oh, they're the worst money. critics ever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I think if you're in a situation where you're making enough money from it to be paying taxes on it, I think that's a good kind of indicator. Perfect. You know, yeah. I don't know in the U.S. about like income levels and you know where you're paying taxes are, but you know I know up here it's I think anywhere from like ten to twelve thousand dollars a year. You know, if you're making that, then you might as well. You know, have a business license, have insurance, like, you know, just to cover your butt. Mm-hmm. We had a truck account pop in. I got them blocked. People, we got them. Yeah. We got them noise. That, that, that must mean we're big and popular if the bots want us. The bots are coming. <laughs> in, so we're going somewhere. Everybody likes, yeah. subscribe, all the good stuff. Mike, as long as you smash that like button, I'm okay with it. Smash the like button. Says, if I was going, going to listen to your podcast, what's one of the favorite ones you've done so far? that you think you should listen to man my favorites favorite one they're all my favorites i'll <laughs> <laughs> just kind of roll into the next one yeah but yeah man i you did one with carlos that was a good one mm-hmm. yeah i i love i love every single one of those that i do with somebody the ones the ones solo actually require they're shorter episodes the ones that i do solo they were they're shorter episodes but they require so much like sometimes different takes sometimes three hours worth of work to get those out there. So I, I like, I like doing podcasts with um, people and just cause it's a good time. So like for one, it's like a good time for me, but it's also a, a good information because it's two different personalities, two different perspectives. So every, every person that I've brought on, I would say is a really good is a good episode. So I can't really pick one as my favorite, but um, I'd say any of the ones and people may like the ones that are solo as well because the like it goes really in depth when it's just me talking. Um, but there's more of a vibe when there's other people on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why we have a guest every week because me and Dewar just be real boring. Yeah. If it was just us, I mean, we'd be talking about. <laughs> You know, Canadian stereotypes, Louisiana mm-hmm. stereotypes, yep. all that kind of boring stuff. <laughs> the no bots there, tell that much. We, <laughs> yep. No, it wouldn't be no bots on our channel if it was just me. <laughs> yeah. and we didn't have any connections. This this would be no. a real boring show. <clears throat> but luckily, me and Dewar know a couple people. Mm-hmm. And they, they come on, make it a good show. So yeah, it's going good so yeah. far. Yep, yeah, I, I love y'all's podcast actually, man. It's it's like it. it's a vibe of its own. That's kind of the cool part about like all of these, you know, you guys have a channel and like I have a channel, like it's mm-hmm. it's the vibe is gonna be different because it's just different personalities and like I like listening to somebody that's I don't even listen to my own podcast to be honest. So that's another <laughs> reason I can't tell you which one's right. are good and which one's not. That's right. There'd be a lot of talking about restoring trim, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamie. There was one up earlier. It was right above Ryan. It's from Mario Santana. Um, oh, really? Pop that one up. Let me try. Let me it's up a little bit. Let's try here. Above who? Uh, Ryan Mulhern. Ryan. Mm-hmm. 
Aha. Mario Santana. Dustin, what is one of the biggest lessons learned along your detailing journey? And that is a good um, one to end. Let me think about this one for a minute because it's it's like um, there's there's so many of them, but like mm-hmm. the biggest one, that one's hard, I guess. Like I would say dedicating your time towards what like really matters, like what is going to move the needle. So if like you're, if you're talking like my personal business and I think detailers in general, probably just because like I probably struggle with the same things that most people have in their business as well. But like with me dedicating time to what is actually going to move the needle, like, you know, um, a lot of times like, and, and like products and stuff that those, like I, that that's kind of the fun part of it. But like a lot of times when it comes to the business side of it, it's like use sometimes what gets it done and instead sometimes spend that time learning something that is going to, you know, push your business or get more clients or, you know, um, I guess just really move the needle. Like, cause a lot of times, like I think detailers are, they'll know a polish that just works phenomenal for them, but they'll yeah. still be looking for five other ones that are going right. to oh, yeah. that one. You know, oh, yeah. a new one will like, come out. Bro, there's so many products out here and a lot of them, they're the same exact product, but you're saying that one's better than the other one. But it's like products a lot of times are so important. Like, but once you get your process and once you get what works, use that time and that discipline throughout the day. So like my, my personal biggest lesson, I guess I've learned was not being disciplined, not saying, Hey, I need to from nine to five, instead of scrolling the internet on, um, you know, just whatever I'm scrolling, use it to really just learn, really put my head down and say, Hey, today I know I need to have some type of content strategy, or I know I need to, uh, follow up with clients that have inquired between the past two weeks or something. Um, I know I need to be following up with previous clients, you know, having some type of email campaign going like mm-hmm. these things I know I needed to do, but I was kind of too scared or I didn't know enough about it to actually do it. So I was kind of like intimidated based on what I needed to learn. So I think it would just be disciplined on saying, Hey, I'm going to dedicate my time to learning this and actually implementing it because learning and implementing is what actually moves the needle. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Mike, boom. Five dollars super chat. Thanks a lot, Mike. Raise the roof. Greatly appreciated. We'll go ahead and plug your podcast. I think he's got a show tomorrow, ladies' night. I'm pretty sure I'm co-hosting, so I'll be there tomorrow as well. So tune in over at Mike's Auto Detailing Channel and we'll be there. Speaking of every product, Mike is guilty of having every product. I got all of them. He does. Yeah. Some stuff. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's oh, one for my. you, Dewar. Oscar wants to know your opinions on the last cut. I don't know if he's talking about G. Davis's last cut or I. Uh, Jace Price. Personally, I know I'm going to break some hearts here. I haven't used the last cut personally, but I have heard it's absolutely phenomenal. Right. I know, but again, as we just talked about. I limited myself. I have yeah. a process that works and I didn't want to, you know, especially with me where I'm not doing a ton of corrections. It's like, that's just going to sit in the back of the cabinet and go bad before I get to it. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that's one that I think I have to get. Cause it's, it's working time. I've heard is phenomenal. 
and it just it's it's more kind of pad dependent you know if you want cut you use a coarser pad if you want you know a little bit of finishing use a finishing pad and it's um it's top notch from from what i've seen but yep good yeah. stuff sorry to break some hearts there there you go <laughs> you were always bringing us down right yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap us up, Dustin. You got any final or Dewar? You got any final thoughts for Dustin before we ask Dustin? No, I think just uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's uh, it's exciting. I'm excited to see where it goes, mm-hmm. and you know, I hope it I hope it blows up beyond our wildest dreams. So mm-hmm. be sure to go know. subscribe to the detail spot on YouTube. Let's get the man to a thousand. Maybe he can uh, you know go live then, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> do a live show too. But Dustin, any final thoughts, and then hit us with the plugs. Yeah, man. Um, Tell us no about the thoughts, community, really just, where to subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah. So if you want to, um, if you want to check out the podcast, pretty much if you want to check out anything, you can go to talkdetailing.com and that'll kind of take you to that same page as well. So that'll take you and you can see that page that we looked at at the beginning. You know, you can see um, the podcast, you can see some of the classes that are included in the detail community. And, um, you know, if you want to join the detail community, it's, it's a good time. Like we hang out once a month. Um, we go super in depth on a lot of things that, you know, like I said, move the needle and, uh, and and it's full of uh, other members as well that, you know, are looking to learn and level up and share support along the way. So, um, you can go to talkdetailing.com. Beautiful. Mm. There you go. Follow him at the detail spot on all the things. Detail mm-hmm. the dot detail dot spot on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the name. That's it's very yeah. clever. You can get I appreciate a follow old viewer at Bucky VW. Mm-hmm. Let me start playing my music. Get us going out of here. But then follow me at Jamie the Cleaner. If you want to support the show, head on over to uh, the Cleaner Stash. It's my affiliate website. Promo the Cleaner Ten Car Supplies Warehouse. Promo uh, Jamie Ten. I got too many promo codes, but those two are the big ones that'll support the channel the most. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you later. Thank you, Dustin. See you later, everybody. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.